Welcome to episode four of the oh, hey there. podcast. We are back. We are brought to you by the Niner Nation Podcast Network. As always, I'm Javier, and with me, as usual, my guy Leo. What's going on, buddy? Uh, you know, just here uh, over the weekend, had a very, very heartfelt gift arrive at my front door. My guy, Javier Vega, actually delivered uh, my my unborn child, uh, Leo, who should be joining us in December. Uh, Javi went ahead and delivered a car seat as well as as a stroller for uh, Leo Jr. over there. So he he's definitely feeling feeling the love for him from Theo Javi right now. Much appreciated. I try to I try to give you a shout out on a post, but then I realized that I accidentally posted the address. So then I had to quickly take it down, and it was just a complete all fail. I was like, eh, I'll just wait a couple days, and then I'll retry. Uh, hit the reset button, like what we might see at this quarterback position. Oh goodness, yeah, bro, no problem. Um, family takes care of family. Uh, this is the beauty of social media. You meet really good people, and you can uh, help each other out whenever you can. So no problem. Shout out to the wife and Leo Javier uh, Luna Jr. is the name I've been <laughs> told is what's going to happen. Um, busy, busy week in the Bay Area. The 49ers are in pads. Padded practices had happened since the last time we spoke. We discussed a whole bunch of stuff last week. And then Trey Lance decided to set the earth on fire, right? Two practices. Matt Mayoko's going nuts on KMBR. Chris Biederman's tweeting out the best player on the field is Trey Lance. Trey Lance goes 13 of 14 in a practice, 20 for 20, 20 for 22 in back-to-back practices. And we are off to the races on this silent competition in San Francisco. Um, so much to make out of everything that's happened the last couple of days with the 49ers and how this quarterback battle slash non-competition is going down. Kyle Shanahan seems to keep changing his tune. Uh, players rave about the young rookie quarterback, which is great, right? And you're, they're also saying positive things about Jimmy Garoppolo. So this is a very good problem to have in San Francisco with the quarterback position. It's been a while. Long gone are the days of C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins. You now have <sighs> Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance, who by all accounts should be uh, battling out for this this quarterback one um, position. And then, of course, like always, like clockwork, Monday morning quarterback or Peter King put something out just in time for me and Leo to pod about it. But, Leo, what did you make of the past week with everything with Trey Lance? You know, we had our guy Jordan and Jason out there. Um, then, of course, KP and the other guys from Niners Nation out there talking about how great Trey Lance was. And then... Matt Mayoko goes on KMBR and says he's the best rookie quarterback he's seen. He's also the best quarterback on the field. Yeah, I think it's literally everything you can ask for if you're the 49ers. What's the worst thing you do is you invest those three first-round picks. Um, I say invest because they traded away two and spent one on Trey Lance. The worst thing is to go out there and you're saying Jimmy Garoppolo is the best quarterback on the field. That's that's literally the worst. If you're a 49ers fan and particularly a, a Jimmy Garoppolo fan, you want to hear these things about Trey Lance uh, because all it's going to do is give that fire to Jimmy. Uh, the ultimate competitor things, like you said, it it's a year, maybe two years too late for Jimmy Garoppolo to have that ultimate competitiveness and not mm-hmm. and not have to have Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers spend this high capital to, to bring out the be- quote-unquote best out of Jimmy. Um, but you should just be rooting on all sides, and this is a win-win scenario for Kyle Shanahan, and I think he speaks about that. Um, that's quoted on in the Monday, Monday Morning Quarterback article from Albert Breer. Um, it, it's a win-win situation for the 49ers because not only that you have two quarterbacks that I would, I'm going to say can start week one. You have two quarterbacks that can start week one but you have two different style of quarterbacks. You're able to use a, a different packages for these quarterbacks. You have Case Keenum in New Orleans, uh, but I think it's going to be that, but 3.0, not even 2.0. It, it Taysom could be Hill. Taysom Hill. Christ, man, uh, <laughs> as Rich Madrid may say. Right, it's late. It's late. It's all right. Taysom Hill. There we go. Um, as, as, Sean Payton uses Taysom Hill, but 3.0 version, like completely skipping over the 2.0 on mm-hmm. that because Trey Lance is a better quarterback than Taysom Hill. Of course. Um, I think you can do more. And I'm the belief of 
Kyle Shanahan is a better play designer than Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton's a great coach. Obviously, there's a reason why the New Orleans Saints are competing every year, but I think Kyle Shanahan is a better play designer. And with Trey Lance being the better quarterback, you don't hear these things about Taysom Hill going out in training camp and just balling out, balling out like like Trey Lance has done 20 of 22 in two days straight. Um, yeah, I, I hear people say, oh, those, you know, those numbers, I don't trust those numbers. You should. You should. Do you do you think the same people that say, oh, I don't trust those because there's a lot of nuance and uh, you don't really know what's happening or or stuff like that. Like there's not context involved into it. It's easy to say when the guy goes 20 of 22. I guarantee everybody would be freaking out if the numbers were six of 22. So yes, Absolutely. you should yeah. you should take those numbers as a positive sign and not as a sign to say, oh, chill out. We don't know the context on that. Um, but yeah, it's it, Kyle Shanahan's going to be in his bag week one, week two, week three, and week four. I can guarantee all the way up until a bye week. Um, as long as both quarterbacks are on the field, Kyle Shanahan is going to be in his bag. Um, and, and that's that's what gets me pumped and what gets me excited about it. We know who Jimmy is. We know mm-hmm. that. What we don't know is who is Trey Lance. And I think we're going to get early, early action to seeing that based on what he's done in camp and playing himself into a role per Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, I think the, that's it. The question is who is Trey Lance? And I think the conversation about – to me, to me, it's not about Jimmy Garoppolo anymore. It's about Trey Lance. Everything now going forward is about Trey Lance. Um, it's about can he handle live bullets? Um, because if any of this tra- training camp stuff transfers over to anything in the preseason, it's going to be very difficult for Kyle Shanahan to to not play him, right? So we, we got we got football this weekend. Niners play Kansas City. How much does Trey Lance play? And I, I think, you know, you you said it there. You know, with what can what who is Trey Lance? What can he bring to you? And I, you know, I go back to these tweets and the notifications and the updates about this past week in training camp. So a couple of big things I wanted to touch on here. Uh, Matt Barrows, another sharp day for Trey Lance. I have him 7 of 8 in 11 11 situations. All four of his deep red zone snaps ended in touchdowns. Uh, our guy Brad Graham, Trey Lance turned on the heat during the second team period with three great reps in succession. Showed pocket awareness, ability to escape the pocket, find second and third reads, and pinpoint accuracy. Found Kittle, Ayuk, Dwelly on three plays. Trey Lance is absolutely for real. Our guy Jordan Elliott, Trey Lance just had a string of three extremely impressive reps capped off by a deep pass down the scene between bracketed coverage on George Kittle. Brad Graham again, 49ers Trey Lance is by far the best quarterback on the field second day in a row. John Middlecoff posted the Vince Carter, it's over, GIF <laughs> of uh, <laughs> the dunk contest in reference to... um. Trey Lance's performance in quarterbacking, right? Mm -hmm. The biggest one, I think, was our guy Jason Aponte, right? He said Mm -hmm. Lance is working with Debo, and it looks like they're running option plays, potentially another wrinkle. Now, I want to go back to when I – 2020, I took a lot of crap on Twitter and on my other podcasts about how critical I was of the 49ers offense and Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo and – Part of why I took so much crap about it is because I started listening to guys like Steve Young. I started listening to Kyle a lot more clearly and seeing what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. There's a quote from Steve Young this past uh, this past 2020 season. I want to say it was about week three or four, and we all knew that there were some issues with Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan or just his offense in general. And I think what I found most most interesting about this past week is – the complexity and the nuance of Kyle Shanahan trying to develop his offense. And it took me back to this quote. So here's Steve Young on ESPN. I want to say it was a Monday night football game. Here's Steve Young talking about Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan. The relationship between Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy, that's what matters. Does Kyle believe and can he have an expansive view? And Booker, you hit it right on the head. They've created a system that Jimmy can be successful yes. in. It's not the system that Kyle wants to run. So what's your gut? What's the gut is that Kyle's going to Kyle's going to be a coach there for ten years. He'll be one of the long term coaches when he's finally done. Does he want Jimmy to be able to concoct an offense for him, or does he want somebody that can actually be expansive and do all the things that are in my brain rattling around? That's what Kyle wants and, to and do. And to your point about what Kyle wants to do, go back to when Kyle Shanahan was with the Atlanta Falcons. That's what they want to do. Yes, it's zone run, but remember Matt Ryan? They were throwing the football down the field, deep shot. That's what Kyle Shanahan wants to do. He can't quite do that. Kyle wants to be expansive. (laughs) And this is part of why 
I never got into the Mac Jones hype. This is part of why Trey Lance and Justin Fields made the most sense at three for the 49ers. You're allowing your head coach, like Steve Young said, to be expansive with his playbook. And by all accounts from folks who've been at training camp, Kyle Shanahan is running a bunch of varieties of zone read, options, deep shots. Everything that Kyle probably had tucked away the last four years is going to come out. Either either it's going to be Trey Lance starting or in a Trey Lance package, right? Because you know Kyle keeps talking about this cool two-quarterback system. I think Kyle has finally got the ability now to be expansive, which by, you know, for those folks, if you're on the Jimmy side, cool. If you're on the Trey Lance side, I'm on the 49ers side. I'm in the middle. I don't care. The name on the front is what matters to me, right? But I want to see what this offense looks like with a quarterback that gives you that ability to be expansive, to that ability to be super creative. Kyle's already creative with Debo Samuel and how he gets those guys in space and, you know, kind of caters to Jimmy Garoppolo's limitations and builds this offense up. Imagine giving a guy where he can use him as an extension of the offense, which brings me to a point about um, Mike McDaniels this week. Trey Lance is telling guys where to be. He's an extension <laughs> of the coach. McDaniels says these things. Like the 49ers continue yeah. to tell on themselves. And that it's funny to me that they just they they can't help themselves. So they just keep snitching on themselves in the public eye. And if you're not, if you're not, I guess with me, you know how I am, Leo. I'm not Mr. Conspiracy Guy, but I like you start putting the pieces together and it's just like, okay, there's one, there's two, boom, 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 and it goes down the list, and you finally get to your answer. And I think we're we're slowly getting to the point where we talked about it last week. The band-aid may come off, but it may take up until week one for that band-aid to come off. And I think a lot of the whole, oh, this is not a competition, Jimmy Garoppolo starting, I think it comes from OTAs. And the reason why I say that is because Kyle Shanahan himself said that Trey Lance looked like a rookie in OTAs. He looked like a rookie. And they come back 40 days later. And what you said with Mike McDaniel, Trey Lance is telling guys where to be. Trey, Trey Lance, Kyle Shanahan said, no, no longer looks like a rookie. He's able to uh, take in this information and be sharp with it. Uh, and so now it's like, oh, okay. Trey Lance has earned the right to play. He doesn't look like just a rookie. We're not going to say to everybody, hey, this is a QB battle. Because ultimately... I think Kyle Shanahan's going to want to see what he can do with a pure pocket quarterback and then a guy like Trey Lance. Because if you're an opposing defense and you're preparing as if Jimmy Garoppolo's the quarterback and then you just have that the slightest mindset of, okay, Trey Lance is going to come here and play because Kyle Shanahan said Trey Lance is going to play, uh, you're only going to work two plays. You're going to work two plays. And that those are going to be RPOs. So it's either... You're going to work on Trey Lance handing the ball off to the running back or Trey Lance keeping it and passing on a, on a slant route to Debo or Ayuk or, or whatever it may be. You're going to work two plays for that. Kyle Shanahan for Trey Lance has over 100 plays. Over 100 plays. A guy like Kyle Shanahan is going to have over 100 plays for Trey easily, Lance. Easily. So it's just going to just throw a wrench in defense's game plans if you go out there and say, hey, this is Trey Lance's series, not Trey Lance's set of plays. You go out there and have a series for Trey Lance in week one against Detroit. Oh, my God. I, I feel like Kyle Shanahan wants to see what that is. And he is coming to that conclusion because of the way Trey Lance is playing. He's realizing, okay, Trey Lance is, is ready. Mike McDaniel's realizing Trey Lance is ready. Uh, we're going to give Jimmy we're Garoppolo. We're yeah, close. yeah. We're giving Jimmy Garoppolo the shot. Because uh, if you don't, you're you're just going all in, completely ripping off the Band-Aid, which I'd be okay with. You know, I trust McDaniel. I trust Shanahan. If they made that decision, I'm all on board. Like you said, I represent or I, yeah, I represent the, the front part of the jersey where it says 49ers. I don't necessarily say Trey Lance is, is my guy and it has to be Trey Lance. No, not necessarily. Because I know he'll have his time. He'll definitely have his time. Um, but yeah, you, you definitely get a restart button with Jimmy Garoppolo and that's the benefit of having both of these quarterbacks. Cause if you do use that, Hey, we're going to roll out with Trey Lance for a series or two, uh, Jimmy stay close to me because I may want to pull the plug on this whole series or two sooner, sooner than I would want to be. Mm -hmm. 
Um, rather than if you just go strictly on board with Trey Lance, what do you do with Jimmy? Like, are you just going to keep him as a backup quarterback? I think he's more respected around the league than just to sit him behind Trey Lance week one. Um, so th- that's that's where it gets interesting. That's where it gets dicing. I think they both play week one, and I think Kyle Shanahan's just going to be in his complete bag for this. So let's get to that. Kyle spoke about their plans on their plans uh, with Trey. <clears throat> well, he, he didn't speak about their full plans, but he did bring it up uh, late last week. Uh, let's get to Kyle Shanahan. Got to be conscious of it when talking to you guys. You know, I understand that that's the thing everyone wants to hear about, and everyone wants to know each day how practice went and is where is he? Are they competing? All that stuff and. But it's very easy for me when I'm not talking to you guys because it's it is what I'm trying to articulate. Like you're just putting in an offense. Guys go out there and play football. And I know it sounds coach cliche, but I mean the twos in every group are trying to surpass the ones. And I see Trey the same way. Yes, it's a quarterback position. I mean everyone is looking at that, but we're in a situation where I don't see them competing. I see, um, you know, Trey's going to play for us this year. I mean whether it's and I know you guys are running to Twitter on that, but like, I mean, that situationally, he's going to get plays. Like, that doesn't mean that he's going to go be a starter or anything. He's going to get plays. And you got to prepare him for that every way possible. Every receiver who makes our team is going to play this year. Um, I know it's different, but when you have quarterbacks with different skill sets and stuff, it kind of makes it easier for me to look at it similar to other positions. And that's why I don't think it's a problem on our team. And it's not a problem in there when we're discussing what we want to do. Yes, Kyle. You, we, we are going to run to Twitter. Um, yes, Kyle, we are going to break down every word that you said. Shout out to uh, Jake Hutchinson of KMBR. Shanahan on first team reps, August 2nd. I haven't planned that at all. August 3rd, one rep. Run went in, run went in that we wanted all the O-line to get to blocking with. August 6th, Trey will get reps with the ones. That doesn't mean the competition's open. Want him to get reps with the first O-line. Kyle. We know you like your shiny new toy. It is mm-hmm. absolutely okay. But it's also like you and I said last week, it gives the 49ers no benefit to say publicly it's an open competition. If Trey loses, then it looks bad. If Jimmy loses, then you tank Jimmy's value in potential trade. So, yes, Kyle, you're playing this smart. But for those of us with a brain... We see right through this, right, Leo? Absolutely. And the biggest thing for me is just kind of like what he says, it's similar to different positions where you have different skill sets with these guys. So when looking at, say, a QB competition, you're going to be like, who who is better from the pocket? Who's better from the accuracy? Who, who's got the short game? Who's got the deep game? The difference is with this quarterback competition is who's better from the pocket? Jimmy Garoppolo, he's better from the pocket. Um, who's better creating, say, outside of the pocket? Obviously, Trey Lance. Um, not, I'm not saying Trey Lance can't play from the pocket, but just as far as the NFL experience in this in this system, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, I would I would say is better from the pocket than Trey Lance. But who's who's shown to be more accurate so far in training camp from everything I hear with their intermediate game? Jimmy Garoppolo has been more accurate with the intermediate game. And then who's been the big play machine. Trey Lance has been the big play machine downfield. Uh, and then you added in the, the, the read options from the quarterback position. Trey Lance is obviously going to get that. Not Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get none of those. CJ Beathard got one, but Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get none. With the 49ers, it's just, it's really hard to say, hey, this is an open competition, considering that they are just completely two different style quarterbacks. Kyle Shanahan says that. Um, I, I think it makes it a whole lot harder for them to evaluate. But also it's Trey Lance is going gonna, is gonna to flash more. So everybody's going to expect if this is an open competition, Trey Lance is going to win it. I, I think Jimmy or Kyle Shanahan would find his perfect quarterback is who he thinks Trey Lance could be and say, Hey, gain, gain the, the say playing from the pocket that Jimmy Garoppolo has now gain the, the intermediate accuracy that Jimmy Garoppolo has now. And that's his perfect quarterback. So I, I fully expect Kyle Shanahan to mix based on what he answered there to mix those, those four different levels 
that I said, where it's the bo- pocket, outside of the pocket, intermediate, middle, and deep. So five aspects, whatever. Um, I think he's going to mix it with, with both of these players. And you're able to do that with Trey Lance. Is he gives you read options to where he's either going to give the ball to the running back and or he's going to keep it himself. He's going to give you RPOs. And he's just going to give you a whole different style of freaking bootleg <laughs> bootleg uh, play-action passes than what you get from Jimmy Garoppolo. Because if there's 15 yards of grass in front of Trey Lance, yeah, I think he's going to go ahead and just tuck it and run on, say, a third and two or whatever it may be, or, say, even a third and six. Um, I, I think Kyle Shanahan is, is kind of invested to see what these two quarterbacks look like. In, in a game plan, and I think that's what we might see this preseason. Um, maybe Jimmy Grapplo gets the first drive with the ones, and maybe the second drive of the game, Jimmy Grapplo's night is done, but the first-team offensive line is still out there. I would not be shocked if we see that against the Chiefs on Saturday. I agree. You have to get him these first-team reps, right? And that's the idea. You know, the, the issue right now is he's not getting first-team offensive reps versus – First team defenses, so let them go against the Kansas City first team defense, whoever that may be, right? Because they're obviously not going to start all their players. Frank Clark probably won't play. Tyron Matthew probably won't play. But Chris Jones might not play. But you'll still get at least seven or eight guys who should be on the first team for that defense to take, you know, maybe 12, 14 snaps uh, in that. You know, so you're you're kind of hoping for Jimmy to have a really good first offensive series, five plays, six plays, touchdown or field goal. And like, like it, let Trey get some run in that first rep, in that first team reps. You, you need to figure it out. I think if they end up do having a long series, say a, a 10 play drive, then I can see Kyle just like, okay, I'm not going to throw out my first team offensive line again. And that may throw a wrench in the plan. But if, if it's a three and out, I could definitely see the first team offensive line still out there. Maybe absent of an Alex Mack and, and Trent Williams yeah. just because those are two veteran guys you don't want getting so many snaps in the preseason. I can definitely see them leaving out Tomlinson, McGlinchey, and most likely Aaron Banks as, as the first team offensive line out there for Trey. Yeah, I mean, you have to see it. Now, you said it. If Jimmy goes three and out, then obviously that's going to suck because then, then the questions really start, right? How... <laughs> And then it's like, Jesus, oh Jimmy, last time you played the Chiefs, <laughs> last time we saw you, you went, you know, we all know what happened. So it's just not a bad omen. So hopefully mm-hmm. Jimmy does not go three and out. Hopefully it's a six play, seven play drive. and They have a field goal or a touchdown, at least showing that you're moving the ball efficiently. Yeah, like a big something big. The biggest thing, you know, we just talked about Jim Kyle loving his new toy. You know, the MMQB 49ers quarterback competition, according to Shanahan Garoppolo and Lance, Albert Breer had a really big piece uh, last evening into this morning. I'm sorry, Sunday evening into Monday morning. Um, So by the time you're hearing this, it's Tuesday midday. Um, It opens up. Kyle Shanahan didn't think he'd be here this fast, nor did anyone else in the 49ers building. And I think it speaks to Trey Lance, the pre-draft process, right? Very smart, probably the most the smartest guy in in, in all the draft class. Um, willing to be coached, all the all the measurables are here. Um, Albert Breer had some really good things here with with Trey Lance. You know, Kyle Shanahan speaks. He says, "I can tell Lance put himself in a position to play this year with what he did in the forty days away." Shanahan. Um. You get guy. You get a guy for OTAs. They come in after rookie camp, and OTAs wasn't like past OTAs. We didn't do ten practices. We didn't do the mini camp. The reps we had were all cut in half because of everything going on. And he was just trying to take everything in. He looked like a rookie quarterback. You could see the talent. Then you get away for forty days, and you wonder how he'd use that. Um, it's it's consistently. Trey Lance is growing on this offense. He's growing on this team. He's growing amongst his teammates. It is a very interesting dynamic with Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo. And, you know, if if he is going to play, and we're going to see that on Saturday, you know, this is the time. He's going to have to show what he's been showing in practice in these preseason games. If he's lighting up the 49ers second team defense, he should be okay against the Chiefs defense. I I don't find anyone in the Chiefs defense to be super um, intimidating outside of Chris Jones. Um it's just it's really interesting. So you know you brought it up how would how would Trey Lance be used? It'll look like 
a Colin Kaepernick offense. And I know those those two names, those two words are, you know, can stir up some controversy in Fort Ireland, but let's be honest. You're ask, yeah, you're asking for a guy to run a read option, run the option, and then also throw on the run and or from the pocket. He gives you all these dynamics. So it's basically Colin Kaepernick, mm-hmm. you know, the upgraded version, the updated Colin Kaepernick, someone with a little bit more touch on the deep ball, a little more make you t- make you miss type of running style, as opposed to Colin was really upright, kind of just has to run past you. So you're getting a little bit more there. Um, so it's it's very very interesting. Like we said, Kyle's going to get be able to be expansive. It's going to be exciting. And getting him involved in that way, it's to where you're, say. Like I said, th- this conversation is just assuming that Jimmy Garoppolo is the starter um, te- by technical standards. Um, but by getting Trey Lance into that way, you're creating for a high success rate for Trey Lance. Uh, these teams in the NFL have a trouble game planning for a Kyler Murray, have a trouble game planning for Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, even Patrick Mahomes, because he is very freaking mobile. Um, they have a trouble for those guys. And the defense is spending 100% of their effort to game plan for these guys. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, say, he's your technical starter. How much time are they going to put in to game plan for Trey Lance? Yeah, no. 5%, 10%, maybe 15%. 15% at most, at tops, 15%. So... You're giving Trey Lance, your rookie quarterback, a high volume of opportunity in order to succeed when he's out there. These teams, when I'm saying game planning for him, they're going to game plan for Trey Lance to keep the ball as a runner and then game plan for Trey Lance in an RPO, which is usually going to be something short. Kyle Shanahan can definitely draw up a game plan for, for Trey Lance to say get get five passes from the pocket. Ain't no team in the NFL's in a game plan for Trey Lance from the pocket. Um, so when Trey Lance is out there during the game, in his packages, uh, for while Jimmy Garoppolo's on the sideline, the defenses are going to see something completely new that they didn't game plan because they gave plan it for two aspects of Trey Lance's game. Yet, Trey Lance is a five-tool player. And Kyle Shanahan knows that. And I don't think Kyle Shanahan is going to go out there blatantly like Sean Payton does with Taysom Hill and say, oh, you know, a quarterback power is going to come right here. No, he can open up the bag a lot more for Trey Lance. And that's how he gets him involved is he's going to use him from the pocket. He's going to use him in RPOs. He's going to use him in read options. He's going to use him uh, out on the boot. Literally a five-tool player. And Kyle Shanahan's able to do that with a Trey Lance compared to Taysom Hill, who he's had success with the Saints when he goes out there on, you know, at the quarterback position. And yet Taysom Hill is like a two, two tool player <laughs> uh, compared to a five. Tim tool. Tebow. Um, so yeah, he's Tim Tebow for sure. So it's just like, man, if Kyle Shanahan's able to get Trey Lance out there for those 10 plays and has a high success rate with those 10 plays, that's just going to speed up Trey Lance's process and becoming a franchise quarterback in this league. Yeah, that five-tool analogy. I wonder where you got that one. <laughs> Baseball. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, I agree. The Niners were looking for, you know, that's what, I think that's part of why their their process was, you know, looking for a five-tool guy or a four-tool guy. You know, we, if you would have went with Mac, you're looking at a guy with two, two, you know, two gears, and that's just an issue. Um, mm-hmm. The quarterback position is, a, is a, you know, it, it's just everything that everyone wants to talk about right now. I know – it's the most important position, but there are other things going on with the 49ers this offseason or just this training camp. Um, but before we get to that, you know, keeping keeping a reset button for, by starting Jimmy Garoppolo, it is a good thing, right? That reset button is still there. You know, you can Kyle, – can, Kyle has been – Kyle has shown to manufacture an offense for Jimmy Garoppolo if need be. and I, I think that gives him the flexibility just in case trade doesn't perform well in preseason, you still have that. And I think that's part of why there is no quote unquote public open competition at the quarterback spot. You want to be able to make sure, Hey, look, Trey is close, but he's not that close. You know what I mean? And you're able to go out there with Jimmy Garoppolo. And then, you know, like we said, 
there's another option there where you can get them in later on in the season. But I'm still very much of the mindset, hey, look, you can beat the Lions and Philadelphia by running the ball and passing the ball maybe under 20, 25 times to get at least the reps for Trey Lance in, in there. But again, Jimmy's a little bit more valuable to this team than you know a late-round pick. But who knows what's going on around the league. Deshaun Watson's still up in limbo. The Colts, we don't know how long this 5-12 to 12 week injury is, which is a really weird range. Um, what's Denver going to do with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater? It, you know, Maybe Jimmy Garoppolo does become available, and maybe someone gives up a really big offer, which is also brought up in this MMQB piece with, with uh, Albert Breer. There was, to me, a lot of this read like some posturing, right? Yeah. Some trade posturing from Coach used, yep. and from Jimmy Garoppolo, right? It doesn't... It's listen for the folks that are online who who read 49ers Twitter on a regular brace on a regular basis. You know, you think people, you know, you people defend Jimmy Garoppolo like he's family member, which is fine. But it's there's some, you know, what did Jimmy Garoppolo say? He says uh, in reference to all the rumors, he says, you hear all that stuff. He says, I don't know how much to put into it because if you start thinking one way and then something happens and you go the opposite way, that's going to make it even tougher out here. So I really just tried to take it day by day, and even right now, anything could happen. I was traded two days before the trade deadline a couple years ago. I know this league, anything's possible, right? And then he goes on to say, or there goes, you know, Albert goes on to say, uh, that's why barring a team swooping in with a big offer, offer Garoppolo is likely to be on the team. You know, there's there's these little tidbits in here, like, hey, Come get me. Anyone out there, come get me. Which I really think Kyle's prepared to start Trey. He just won't publicly say it. And these pieces, you know, we all know teams utilize the media to get any message out. And Breer in this speaks of that. That's why barring a team swooping in with a big offer for Garoppolo, both quarterbacks are likely to be on the team. So they're saying, hey, look, he's open. We're open for business. What is that big offer, though? Is it, you know, anyone who read the Dieter Kurtenbach piece, he had mentioned the Niners were offered a six-round pick No, for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not going to get the job done, right? John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan aren't getting out of bed for that. And I wouldn't either. So you're going to have to up that offer. Maybe it is a third-round pick. Maybe it is a late second-round pick. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. a a conditional second-round pick, right? Like, you figure there's something out there before you're getting a little more value for Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I think with the way Trey Lance has been playing, you're a little more flexible with the return on on a Jimmy Garoppolo. If Trey Lance isn't playing the way he has in training camp and has been ahead of the learning curve and is at a place where nobody in that building expected him to be, I think if you're going to move Jimmy Garoppolo, you're saying, hey, give me a freaking first-round pick. But now that Trey Lance is ahead of that learning curve, you could say, okay, yeah, um, the big offer is now, say, a top 60 pick, a top 75 pick. It's no longer that top 32 pick that it once was for Jimmy Garoppolo. And what it also shows other teams of Jimmy Garoppolo saying that it's like, hey, I'm I'm not completely uh, tied into the 49ers. If you want to come get me, come get me. And Albert Breer saying, hey, Jimmy Garoppolo is not completely tied to the 49ers. So if you want to go get him, he's still available. <laughs> so, yeah, it is kind of kind of that 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 mixed language that uh, say say that sign. You know how the third base coach gives you gives you a sign when you're about to go hit as a baseball player. That's basically what that is. You're not showing everybody in the stadium yep. what you're telling the guy to do. But you're you're saying that in your own sign language uh, in this way, it's via literature sign language yeah and to you know let's cap off this quarterback <clears throat> this quarterback talk um with a quote from jimmy garoppolo from the albert Burr piece um i always want to be the starter i don't want you to take this the wrong way garoppolo says i always want to be the starter i'll always fight to be the starter but at the end of the day i'm a football player i'm loving it right now it's a competition it's a competition that's what you're here for I'm ready for whatever. The first person to openly admit it's a competition is the current quarterback one, Jimmy Garoppolo. So take that for what it's worth. But that says a lot. And you've heard it a couple times in the last couple of days. Trent Williams mentioned competition. 
George Kittle's mentioned competition. Debo's mentioned competition. Basically, everybody on the team, except for the head coach, has mentioned competition. You mentioned Debo Samuel. I find it kind of interesting now that uh, he's regarded around the, the building as skinny Debo, uh, <laughs> opposed to the normal, say, tree trunk Debo Samuel. Now he's skinny Debo thick this Debo. offseason. Because, yeah, thick with the two Cs. But now he's a slimmer version of Debo and a guy that's saying he wants to run more vertical routes and less gadget gadget plays. Who knew? How does how does that happen? Who plays quarterback? So Debo Samuel is going to invest his whole offseason training for Jimmy Garoppolo to give him those vertical routes? Did the, the 49ers sign off on that training? And did they sign off on Debo Samuel's training as antip- anticipation saying, hey, yeah, if you want to go for it, go for it, because Trey Lance could definitely be your starting quarterback. Uh, but yeah, back into it with the Jimmy Garoppolo saying competition. I, I I think it's more so as like his language is more so saying Trey Lance is pushing me every day to be the best of my ability. So he's he's out there to compete, and, and it's allowing me to compete at at a higher level compared to a Nick Mullins or or a CJ Beathard because they're they do what Jimmy Garoppolo does just on a far less version of what Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo does uh compared to Trey Lance is is competing at, at a different level with his natural athletic ability Jimmy Garoppolo hasn't had to face that at Eastern Illinois he didn't have to face that in New England because obviously Tom Brady was a goat. There was no way he was going to surpass him. And there was no way anyone was going to surpass Garoppolo as QB two. And then he comes to the 49ers. He had no competition there at his position, but now he does. So I think it's more so as someone competing for his job rather than saying, Hey, this is an open competition. And if Trey Lance looks better than me, he's going to win the starting quarterback job. I just, I think what he means is like competition as Trey Lance is out here to take my job and I'm going to not allow that to happen. Uh, I know what I'm saying there kind of sounds like, okay, Leo, you are kind of saying it's an open competition. Then I'm just saying it's like, Hey, he's out. Like he feels someone's coming for his job rather than the past where he, he, where he never felt that. So that that's based. I think that's what he's saying is he feels the pressure. Yeah. You're you're saying, he knows there's someone breathing down his neck, so he has to up his play. Yeah. He, now, whether that means he's going to lose his job. Exactly. He, he, yeah. yeah. He he knows that the team invested in this player. He knows this player is highly regarded in the building, and the player is going out there and, and competing every yeah. day. Um, so I think that's what it means. It's like th- this whole Trey Lance QB2 or, or QB1B is bringing out the ultimate competitor within himself. And – I'll always go back to you saying it's unfortunate that it took took it to get. Yeah, I mean it, it's unfortunate that it took all this for that to happen, right? You got in, <laughs> and I I don't even I hate bringing up people's contracts, but bro, you you're getting you're getting paid like a top eight guy. You got to play like it. You got to practice like it. It's just it's just it, this is the business, and he's aware that this is a business. But that puts a cap on the quarterback competition and conversation for for tonight. But um, a couple more positions on the team that are drawing a lot of interest. Trent Sherfield, is he the legit wide receiver three option for the 49ers, or this is another feel-good camp story? I'm going to go with yes and no, meaning yes, he's in the <laughs> wide receiver three competition, and no, this is not just a feel-good camp story. I think he is consistently making plays in camp, and that just can't be, um, you know, you just can't you can't ignore it. However, it kind of goes back to a point that I had made a couple weeks back about I wasn't concerned about wide receiver three because Kyle Shanahan is still calling the plays. Do we have a competent wide receiver three who can execute these plays and be and get wide open? And yes, Trent Sherfield gives him that ability. He has good hands. He's able to get good releases based on some of these one-on-one reps. So yeah, he's in contention for wide receiver three. I think he makes his team on the depth chart. He's probably wide receiver five, depending on what happens with Jalen Hurd. Um, and he's also going to be a special teams guy. So he's going to make the team because of special teams. And then, of course, the ability as a wide receiver, but more so his special teams ability first and then wide receiver second. So 
Um, do the Niners have a wide receiver three? Yeah, I think wide receiver three is Sanu right now. And then you'd have to have the battle out for wide receiver four where Jalen Hurd and Trent Sherfield are battling it out. So we'll see what's going with Owen Hurd. But I think Sherfield's going to make this team. I think he's going to have an impact. I think he's going to be a guy who probably catches 15 balls for 220, right? Maybe a touchdown and then has all the punt and kickoff returns. So that's that's just what you kind of want out of a guy like that on a minimal contract. Who's going to give you these some of these some valuable snaps, you know, and, and that's and that's what that's all you can ask for. Right. I keep going back to that number 17 percent. That's what Kendrick Bourne gave you. 17 percent of the receptions. We just need 17 percent from either a group of guys or one guy. And Sherfield seems to be a guy who can potentially give them that. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's just a feel good camp store. I think this guy's actually pretty legit. And you put him in the right offense and, and, and situations matter, matter. Circumstances matter. He's in probably in a better place here. If Kingsbury is not the offensive genius that people make him out to be, you know, some guys just need to get a fresh start in a new spot. And San Francisco seems to be the spot for Trent Sherfield to shine. Absolutely. And he's, um, he's guaranteed himself a lock on this roster based on what he's done in camp so far. Uh, even looking at the contract wise, you have Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, Jalen Hurd. Uh, those guys, as far as their their younger rookie contract guys, they're they cost the most dead cap if they were to be released. Obviously, you're not going to do that with those three players, but the guy coming in number four for the dead cap on the wide receiver position was Trent Sherfield. He would have costed he costs more than releasing a Mohamed Sanu, than a Kevin White, than a River Craycraft, than a Richie James. Um, then, then an Austin Watkins Jr. So yeah, this is exactly what the 49ers needed out of Trent Sherfield based on his dead cap being higher than the other guys that's trying to make this roster. But I think this is something you said a, a while ago. This wide receiver three is not going to be up to one guy like it was basically with Kendrick Bourne. I think he legit put himself in the mix. Initially, I believed it was going to be a mixture between Mohamed Sanu and Jalen Hurt working in as that wide receiver yep. three. Now I think it's Mohamed Sanu, Jalen Hurd, and Trent Sherfield. They're going to have three different options at that wide receiver three. And what we've seen from camp, from all the eyes and ears that we know that are there in person, out of those three, Trent Sherfield's the best downfield threat. He's been making plays downfield Obviously, a lot more than Jalen Hurd, or else you would have seen it go viral. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Jalen Hurd did something downfield, a lot more than Mohamed Sanu, because that's not part of his game anymore. Um, Mohamed Sanu is going to work that big slot. Get go inside, go outside, and you know do some skinny post. Um, but if you want a guy to go deep from the slot, maybe you know maybe run up the seam. It's probably going to be Sherfield's job to win. Uh, doing that from the slot position, running some seam routes. Uh, so I think he he definitely opened up the door for that for a three-man wide receiver three competition. And, and honestly, I'm I'm fine with that. What we're seeing from Shirt, and he's going out there with this with this confidence. Uh, I saw at the at the stadium where he, they were working some nine routes, some fade routes on against the sideline, and he just made a play over Mark Fields, which Mark Fields is probably not a guy that makes the roster, but a lot of people didn't have Sherfield as yep. making the roster either at mm-hmm. this point, you know. And he goes ahead, runs that nine route, scores a touchdown, and gets in <laughs> Mark Fields' face. So he has the ultimate swag to get the guy's confidence on a sky nine right now. Um, And, and that's what you want to see. You, you want players that have confidence that can go out there and feel like the baddest man on the field. And... I'm I'm excited to see what Trent Sherfield can do. I I know he's made vertical plays with the Arizona Cardinals. Now, if Trey Lance is in, I think he can make some vertical plays with Trey Lance, unless Jimmy Garoppolo decides to you know to drop more bucket passes like he did at Debo Samuel over Dre Greenlaw the other day. But he's he's going to be a vertical slot. That I'm saying that's going to be his role. He's going to be the vertical guy from the slot. Uh, you, you're short. Your your short in and out is probably going to be the Muhammad Sanu, and then your gadget player from the slots probably going to be Jalen Hurd. Yeah, you gotta you gotta money ball this wide receiver three position until you hit the next draft, and then you go from there, and you see what's in the free agency next year. You should you should have the money freed up after 
you know, potentially trading or releasing Jimmy Garoppolo after this season. Um, Kyle Shanahan spoke pretty highly of Trent Surfield. The question was, uh, Trent Surfield at practice, it seems as though he keeps showing up. What are some of his best qualities as a wide receiver? Kyle Shanahan, he just goes as hard as he can and doesn't worry about anything. I mean, you can tell he's a self-made guy who's probably made it on special teams. He's always trying to earn more, and I mean, he doesn't worry about anything. He practices as hard as anyone out there and just so aggressive in everything he does. I think that's why he's showing up every day and had one of our best camps as a receiver. So shout out to Trent Sherfield. Ooh. Kyle never praises anybody. Like I think Kyle praises Fred Warner, Jimmy Ward, and that's it. So this is as close to praise as you're gonna get from Kyle about his offensive players. So Trent Sherfield, um, I think he has a really strong chance to make this team. You know, the wide receiver three position has been a point of concern. I think more so, I think we were right on it last the first episode we did cornerback is going to be the one that's going to be the biggest issue on this team. So wide receiver three, I, I 49ers fans don't really, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Um, also real quick is since we're talking about that, if Trent Sherfield is, you know, getting some, some time at that wide receiver three position, does that kind of leave the door open still with Richie James jr? I know I haven't been the highest on him, but it seems like he has been doing a little better from what I've seen in video. On his, on his routes, uh, I, he got like a, a seven route against Jimmy Ward the other day and got a touchdown on that when they were working some red zone one-on-ones. Um, or do they just completely go with the special team upgrade, which they weren't good on special teams last oh. year at all. It was it was kind of ugly to watch. Um, so do they go with the special team upgrade and go with Simba Webster if they don't think Richie James Jr. is going to get that much run time? I think they... I think neither one of those guys makes a team. I don't think Richie or Webster Ooh. make the team. I think you're going to use Sherfield as your punt return, kick return guy. Um, you probably try to keep Jamichael Hasty on the roster to help out with kick return and punt return. And go from there because Richie James has had his opportunities. Embry Thomas. Embry Thomas is another yeah, name for yeah, kick he, return, punt yeah, return. So you, you have other guys that can fill that role. So, no. Um, I don't think this opens the door for any one of those guys. I think it opens the door for like a River Craycraft or an Austin Watkins Jr. Shout out to my guy, Austin Watkins, um, who have been playing much better and who give him just a little bit more dynamic in the red zone. Um, Richie James, you know, at this point, it's just, it's what is it? This is year four for him. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you haven't done it in the first three, you're not going to do it in this line. Especially that they were basically eating off the bone at that wide receiver position yep. last and year. They didn't give him any run. Eating off the bone. He just had the, had the scheme game. The scheme, That's what I call it. The scheme and, game. <laughs> and if, to where Kyle, Kyle drew him wide the hell open. And if you, if you heard Kyle after that Green Bay game, he's like, all that stuff was designed for Ayuk. Ayuk probably finishes with 220, 230 yards in that game. Yes. So it is what it is. Uh, final thing before we get out of here, C.J. Henderson has become, I guess, technically available in trade. Former first-round pick of the Jags. <laughs> um the Jags don't want to trade him. Uh, Benjamin Albright spoke about the situation. He's going through some personal stuff. The Jags don't want to do it, but they are open to potentially trading him. Now, what does it cost to do that? We just spoke about the cornerback position being a little bit thin. Would you trade for C.J. Henderson? Yes, I would trade for C.J. Henderson. However, what do we have to trade? The Niners have given up all of their draft capital, essentially, to get yep. Trey Lance. And it sounds bad when I say that, all their draft capital, but they only have five picks in 2022 before compensatory picks come into play, et cetera, et cetera. But right, as of right now, they have five picks in 2022. They don't have any first. And I don't, I don't know if I'm giving up a second-round pick for C.J. Henderson if he has some personal off-the-field issues. I don't know if I'm going to give up a third-round pick. I'm not I'm not certain if I'm, I want to do those things. Um, the Jags don't need a quarterback. They have Trevor Lawrence. They don't need a, who, no one's trading for a running back. Do we have a wide receiver to trade? Probably not. Maybe a defensive lineman. You know, maybe you want to send one of these this deep group down to that's Jackson true, and with a pick. I I just don't think the Niners have the assets to make a move right now. I think if the Niners are going to make a trade, it'll be mid season. Yeah, that's fair. It's just like what. What assets do they have to move? It's they're gonna want to 
invest little draft cast capital as possible. And when looking at compensatory blah, 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 compensatory picks for next year, are they even going to get any? They didn't get an Emmanuel Sanders contract nope. like they did the year before. Um, so I don't think they're going to get any in the third or fourth rounds at all. It, it at all. So when looking at it, like who could they potentially add in on top of possibly a fourth round pick? Arden Key. Nope. Uh, I don't. I don't think Jacksonville does that. Uh, Aziz Alshire. Jacksonville doesn't do that. Um, like Drake Greenlaw. I don't think they do that. And I don't like 49ers would obviously do that to go ahead and get in a, a corner like CJ Anderson with three years on a rookie deal. Um, still left. They, I think they would definitely give up Greenlaw for that, but I don't think Jacksonville does that. Um, so it's just, I don't think the 49ers necessarily have the assets that they would want to give up or that they're okay with freeing of, uh, because Jackson, like, why Jacksonville could probably take a two, but they don't want to. Yeah, they don't want to trade him. They probably, they, yeah, it would. It honestly, if it's not even costing a one, it would probably have to be a two and a two twos type of package to get CJ Henderson. And with the 49ers not having their ones for 2022 and 2023, they're not trading away two twos for 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 CJ Henderson as well. Um, because then now you're just. Like I said, you were on bones, eating off the bone for that uh, wide receiver position last year. They would be eating off the bone for for draft capital uh, the next two years if they went ahead and and did that. Uh, I just don't think it's possible. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna bargain shop if they need to for corners. I think the one name that comes up to me is Lonnie Johnson out of Houston. That might be somebody who might become available. Who who would fit this scheme? who I think the Niners would have interest in. So maybe they work something out there. But as far as C.J. Henderson goes, no. Just uh, off the report from Benjamin Albright, uh, in his tweet, he says, best way to put it, C.J. is working through some personal things. Jags don't want to deal him, but would for the right offer. So that's where we are with C.J. Henderson thing. The 49ers have gotten better play out of Ambry Thomas. The last couple of practices, Emmanuel Mosley is back off COVID. So we should potentially have three starting level corners for the outside. Jason Verrett has apparently been lights out in every practice, um, which he's starting yep. to go back into his Pro Bowl form, which is a very good thing for the 49ers. We all pray that he is healthy for all 17 games. Um, a lot to get to next week, I'm sure, because we will have a game to rewatch and cover. Yes. Uh, 49ers do play yes. the Kansas City Chiefs on yes. Saturday. <laughs> uh, they play the Kansas City Chiefs on Saturday, the, re- the Super Bowl rematch. That's how they'll they'll post it online, but it's not. It's oh not God! Even close. I just want to forget about that already. <laughs> just like, come on, that's two years ago now. Yeah, like, we're done. What are we doing here? <laughs> Let's let that go. Um, but yeah, that, that'll do it for us. This is the Oh Hey There podcast. Oh Hey There. Be sure to follow, rate, review, subscribe, wherever, whatever you want to do with your thumbs. Go ahead and press that button. Um, make sure you follow everything at the Nair Nation Podcast Network. Um, and as always, if you need to, if you rather read your material, NairsNation.com got you covered on all that. As always, I'm Javier. That is Leo. Follow me on Twitter at Javier underscore. Follow my guy Leo here at Leo Luna 93. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Peace.